Hey, this is Bradley Weber. I'm one of the pastors on staff here at Forward Church. Listen, I'm so glad you tuned in to today's podcast. I hope it challenges you and inspires you to go after God and be all that God's called you to be. Enjoy today's message. Second Corinthians 5.17, let's walk by faith and not by sight. The Spirit of the Lord has one more message on leadership. Because we were all singing with an incredible group up here at the front that we want to be used by God. Bypass the cross and you won't. Bypass the cross and you won't be used by God. You'll be used by people and eventually you'll be burnt out. That should be written down. At least on the tablet of my heart. Come on now. Come on church. I really want you to get God's word this morning. But if you will constantly go to the cross, then you can be used by God to help others. Even though they're thinking, I'm using you. No, his glory is on display. And the half has not yet been told. (laughs) There are many that live for only this world and the benefits of this world, failing to realize there's eternity right out in front of us. And you're only a breath and a step away. And it's not six feet. I was somewhere this past week, maybe Stark twice, wherever, and the Holy Spirit said, only the body goes into the grave. For those who know Christ, the moment that you take your last breath, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. That's good news for me. Because I can't stand sitting in an office, and I certainly would not like being in a box. But that's where the body's going to go, but you're not there. Hello? I'm trying to encourage someone to know that the best is yet to come, and you don't have to fear death. Read Psalm 23. He'll go with you through the valley. of the sh- It's only a shadow, by the way. I speak against fear this morning, walk by faith, and dismiss fear. So let's look at leadership. Boy, I just love how the Holy Spirit just kind of rolls. And it's just like, wow, there's a nugget, there's a nugget, there's a seed, there's a seed. And I'm hoping that your heart, your mind, your spirit is open like a garden and you're taking it in. Because the world's doing the same thing. Did you know that? Men of God, women of God try to feed God's people, and the world is constantly trying to feed us. Hmm. Hmm. On that which is temporary, this is eternal. So we were singing together and we were worshiping together about God use us after we've been to the cross. That's what leaders do. But I want to give you some information about leaders who are constantly doing two things. Ready? They're looking and they're listening. In classrooms, in organizations, in marriage, in the marketplace, wherever you are, good leaders are always looking and listening. Those are the two things they do on a regular basis. Let me give you a couple quotes, and I only have two things that the Spirit of the Lord wants to give to us this morning about leaders who look and listen. Look and listen. 
had the opportunity and the privilege to kind of just hang out for a few moments and talk to one of our young adults. And so I was at the back of the auditorium, and it's a good place to be sometimes because you can find out if there's good vibrations in worship. Because like when you're up here in the front, you're into it, but you don't know if God's people are into it. You all were into it this morning. By the way, worship will protect your future. That would be another one that you could take somewhere and deposit that. If you're not worshiping God, that doesn't mean you have to worship like Pastor B or anybody else up here. But if you don't worship God the way you love to worship God, you are living a life that's unprotected. And he has easy access to you, the adversary. So worship God in spirit and in truth. Just worship God. However he desires for you to do that. Don't copy anybody else. Don't mimic anybody else. Just be a worshiper of God. You'll be amazed at what God will do for you. Amen? So what do leaders do? They look and they listen. Listen closely, please. If you make listening an observation, your occupation, you will gain much more than you can by talking. Hmm. Number two. One of the most sincere forms of respect is actually listening to what another person has to say. This might be good for us who are married. I need to work every day on listening. Not only listening to what my wife is saying, but also listening by eye what her body's doing. Hello? i still talking to him about that, the Holy Spirit, my teacher. Because he's been talking to me over the weekend about listening with my eyes. It's like, huh? How many know that he's way outside the box? We're the ones that are inside the box. You didn't believe that? I just told you a few moments ago there will come a day that your body will be buried or cremated, however you choose. For those that go in the box, you're going six feet down. Man, I'm not going to live in the box up here on this thing called earth. I want to be outside the box. I want to think like he thinks. I want to learn how he thinks so I can think like he... Come on now. Are you with me this morning? The Bible says that we have the mind of Christ. So I don't only need to listen with my ears, I need to listen with my eyes. Because a lot of times what people say and what people do are not a match. Go with what they say. No, go with what they do. Hello? Good leaders look and listen. In a few moments, I'm going to give you some examples about teen suicide. And I'm going to talk also about adult mental health issues. That's why you've got to be able to look and listen. A couple more quotes, and then we're going to get into God's Word, and then we'll be done. Most people do not listen with the intent to understand. They listen with the intent to reply. Stephen Covey. Whew. And he's home with the Lord. And his son has just written a book on the seven effective habits for teenagers. And I had one of his executives stop by the office and hand me the book. Every teenager in here needs a copy of that book. How many want, don't put your hands up. How many want to be used to give them a copy of that book? By Sean Covey, Stephen's son, who's carrying on the legacy. Come on, church. <laughs> of the seven effective habits for a teenager. It's opposite of what they're saying out there. Not the kids, the culture. Come on now. The last quote, and we're going to talk about looking and listening. 
Because we could stop a lot of the things that are going on if we would look and listen. Listen closely, please. Whenever you do something, act as if the whole world is watching. I was studying under the leadership of John Maxwell this week. And he said, always remember, whatever you're doing in private will go public. You're not your own. You've been bought with a price. So therefore, clean up your act. Thank you, Lord. Working on it with your help. By the way, can I pass this along, please? I'm a gardener today, and I'm sowing. Do not work alone in the garden of life. Don't work alone. Make sure that the Holy Spirit is with you at all times. Lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the age. People walk in and people walk out. He does not. Ah. Let me say that again. You should get this. (laughs) It'll help you not to break down and lose yourself. And think about suicide, if you will understand. I'm about to talk to teenagers about suicide. Hopefully parents will be looking and listening so that we don't have any students who exit life this year. It's really, really, really important for us to use what God's given us, our ability to see and our ability to listen so that we can hear before it actually happens. talk about some things that may be helpful in regards to teen suicide. And there's only two principles that God wants us to give to our hearts this morning from the Word. Let me say it one more time. Know that people will walk into your world and they are going to walk out of your world. But He will never leave you nor forsake you. See, that's enough for me to head, head into the marketplace for the next week. Lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the age. Wow. Now, that doesn't mean you disregard people, but that means you don't put all your stocks and bonds in people. Put it in the Lord. He's the one that was at the cross. Hello. Here we go. Are we going to listen and are we going to look? It's the definition of a biblical leader. Ooh, he just amped it up. He went from leader to biblical leader. Suicide is the second leading cause of death for ages 10 to 24. We've got that age here. Secondly, suicide is the second leading cause of death for college age youth and ages 12 to 18. Uh Uh-oh. Now it just went a little bit bigger because the pressure for those who graduate and go on to the next level of education, the pressure becomes greater outside if the teacher's not on the inside. It's tough in the college world. And there are professors that will not give you the truth that you're getting this morning. Hello? They will try to reshape you. Did you know, adults, listen closely please, Did you know that 75% of young people who go to church while they're in middle school and high school, when they get to college, they drop out of the church? And now they're in a fight to get back in fellowship. 
I wonder why that's that type of a situation. More teenagers and young adults die from suicide than cancer, heart disease, AIDS, and birth defects. Man, this is a downer, Pastor. Man, I didn't come to hear this. But you came to worship. You came to say, God, use me. I'm asking you to get ready to forget about yourself this week and go out into the marketplace and see who's in trouble that you can go and make a difference in their lives. Last one for our young people. Parents, are you getting the information? Are you looking and are you listening? Each day in our nation, there are an average of over 3,041 attempts by young people grades 9 to 12 to commit suicide. Last piece, and then we're going to talk about mental health for adults. And then just two principles. Four out of five teens who attempt suicide have given a clear warning long before the attempt. I didn't know anything was going to happen. Are you kidding me? Yes, we do. But we are so into our own world. We're so into networking. We're so into social networking and all the other things that we're not even focused on the gifts that God's placed in our families. Come on, church. And you should go to TED Talk and listen to Mrs. Klebold, the mother of Dylan Klebold. She said there, were a, there was a two-year period where there were warning signs and we did not catch them. I want you to catch these this morning. I want you to be all in because all worshipers aren't always in. They're in the moment, but the moment's got to be extended for a lifestyle. Ladies and gentlemen, you do not know how difficult it is for me to rein in the coach in me. Because I want to use inspiration and I want to use motivation. I'm pulling myself back because this is the stuff right here that's causing our young people to go into things they shouldn't go into because they begin to believe that nobody's looking and nobody's listening. And where's the leadership? Who really cares? But young people, you're not the only ones dealing with issues. And all the adults said, good job. Come on, y'all. Here are some things that we as adults deal with. And it's inside before it shows up outside. Hello? <laughs> That's why <clears throat> when I used to work on the campus specifically, I always told young people, please be careful what you say because you do not know what's, what's going on inside that person's head. Secondly, you don't even know how they're wired. So you may create a spark. Here are some signs and symptoms, young people, that you may want to talk to us. <laughs> when you're around your parents, are they sad or are they down? Do they ever act like, this is going to be a big amen for our young people, do they ever act like they're confused in their thinking and all the young people said, yes and amen. <laughs> Father, I thank you. <laughs> young people. See, we're trying to balance the teeter-totter. Because I don't want our young people walking out going, everybody's looking at me like I might commit suicide. That was not the message. The message was about looking and listening so that the next generation has it better than we've had it. 
Young people, <laughs> have you ever looked at an adult, certainly not your parents, <laughs> and you see an extreme mood change? And all the young people said, yes. <laughs> have you ever looked upon the life or into the eyes of an adult and you see that they're significantly tired and their energy has gone by the wayside? Have you ever been around adults that seem to be totally detached? Have you ever been, young people, have you ever been around family members or adults who act like they're not able to cope with the problems of everyday living? And now all of a sudden, where they were just having one or two alcoholic beverages, the refrigerator is packed with alcohol. <laughs> have you ever noticed, young people, that sometimes adults will have a change in eating habits? Or mentally things are not stable and now their sex drives begin to change. Hmm. Have you ever been around adults that are excessive anger and hostility? Joshua, do not call me out. But he was worse than I was last night, ladies and gentlemen. He became so, so aggravated and frustrated because he gets it from his mama. That would not be true. He just left the uh, front room and went into his room and slammed the door. He said, I've seen and heard enough of you. But even Joshua, my goodness, even Joshua was able to admit truth. Isn't that amazing? And he came out one time somewhere late in the game last night. And he says to me, okay, Dad. I admit it. We miss J.T. Barrett's leadership. That's what this message is all about. Leadership. The ability to look and listen. Look and listen. So young people, now you have some things where you can go, Hey mom, hey dad, are you okay upstairs? Because a lot of times adults like to see messages that kind of really, you know, are heavy on the young people. But let's also look at some things that we may be doing as adults that cause tremendous hiccups in the home. Well, how many are ready for the two points from the message on leadership? I, I mean, I'm, I'm staggering by what God has given this morning. Let me, let me back you up for a moment. May I please? It's 1131. You're going to be out in good time. This message was all done last night, late. And the Holy Spirit said, I need for you to go pull some data this morning. I said, I don't want to. Can I get an agreement there? Going, I, I know what that means. I've done the same thing. The Holy Spirit said, I want you to pull up some data on teen suicide and mental health issues for adults. And I want you to put it in the notes. I don't have time. Well, I did make time. Because everybody in here has the same amount of time. It's what we do with our time. You do have time to look and listen. You are responsible for these teens. Not to tell them how to live, but give them principles to live. That would be worth writing down if you're in the garden with me this morning. Nothing worse for a young person than to have an adult or a pastor say, this is how you should live. Just give them the principles. Because whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. 
And I was listening to Dr. Charles Stanley because I have driving time every day. And Dr. Charles Stanley said this week, this is for all of us. Listen. It's about listening and looking. Listen. Whatever you sow, you reap more than what you sow later than what you sow. And you're going to sit there in a daze this morning? You've got to be kidding me. Whatever I'm doing, I'm going to reap more than what I'm doing, and it will be later than what I'm doing. So what am I saying? Young people that startle us and were shocked that they've ended their lives, man, that was way back there when it started. This is the result of this back here. Come on, church. So let's just get these two principles now about what you should be looking and listening for. And again, because I try desperately to listen to the Holy Spirit and fail often, how many know that's the key to success? I almost wish I could turn this more into a classroom. The key to success is to recognize failure puts you on the road to success. But what the devil does is he flips that card and he goes, man, you have stumbled and you failed and you didn't get it and you didn't make it. You didn't pay your bills. You might as well know you're a failure. No, it's those steps that turn us around. Failure can lead to success. Failure can lead to success. Just because you were a D student last year, you don't have to be that this year. Just because a teacher or an administrator labels you, you don't have to come under that label. I'm about to start coaching. Don't let people put a label on you. The other night, Joshua had a teenager who he graduated with who was in the home, our home, and they spent the night together talking and all the other stuff that they like to do. <clears throat> and the Holy Spirit quickened. Everybody say quickened. The Holy Spirit quickened me to take a moment and go talk to both of them. Stay with me, please. And I said to the young man, I said, listen to me. You are not a failure. There are no labels that are on your life. And I'm going to let you know this much. When I was a student in Saskatchewan, I was kicked out of that school. And I was told education and ministry was not for me, nor was it from God. Do not let people put labels on you. See, if I was in a locker room, that would be a whole different way of putting that out there. Stop letting people label you. They're putting stickers on you because they're stuck. I could just get an amen. People that do not put stickers on you are label free. And they're not going to put that on you. Well, that person was like this. This person was that. Man... Let me tell you what Jesus did. I just wish they would have brought... See, I'm so far into my message, I'm away from my notes. Can I talk to you? You awake? Oh, okay. Turn to somebody and say, it'll probably be 12 o'clock. You okay? Can I ask you a question? When those religious prigs and pricks... Brought that woman. Oh my gosh, can you believe what he just said? Those religious men brought that woman who was caught in adultery to Jesus and threw her down at his feet. 
where was the man? I know. Because in that day, as it is in this day, it's all about trashing women. Labeling. Oh, he's not, he's on his message. But you know what Jesus did? Go, I don't know. Because we're kind of role playing right now. <laughs> I didn't either until he showed me. Jesus said, I forgive you. Go and sin no more. Meaning, stop doing what you were doing when they caught you. And I'm not putting a label on you. Isn't that cool? That's Jesus. So anybody that's put a label on you or anybody else in this house, all you got to do is go to Jesus. And he takes that label. And then you know what Jesus did? He spanked the boys. He said, any of you guys without sin, go ahead and pick yourself up one and throw it. Go ahead and stone her because that's what the law said. And they all split. They ran because nobody's innocent. So don't let anybody label you. You can be, I don't know why this is happening this way this morning, but it's really for everybody, but your eyes are right here with me. You can be everything God created you to be, but only God can show you that. Come on. Turn to somebody and say, I'm in. All right, let's go. We got two things I want to leave with you this morning. Man, the Holy Spirit is so good. Who knows? He might be sitting there right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who knows? Jesus could be sitting. I'm, man, you're weird. No, I'm not weird. I, I know how the kingdom operates. Here's the two things I want you to do as leaders. I want you to look and listen for just two things. Number one, look and listen for people who are lingering. I'm going to give you a couple scriptures. And he threw this down while you all were singing that last song. He said, tell him about Lot's wife. Uh huh? Tell him about Lot's wife. I said, okay. And so I went ahead and Googled and found the scripture. And the word says, which is settled forever in heaven. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. Here's what the word says. That while they were leaving the city, that the angels, oh, whoa, angels? Angels were leading them out. The Bible says that Lot was, excuse me, Lot's wife was so in love with where they had been, ooh, 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 this is good stuff, that she turned around and looked back and she began to linger and ponder about how good it was back there. All of a sudden, she became a pillar of salt. I'm encouraging you, don't look back. Don't look back. Yesterday is gone. There are some relationships that are over. Let it go. Let it go. <clears throat> I, I got to talk one more time. Can I talk to you? Can I? Yes or no? Okay. You sweating? <laughs> Just like good times back in the day, right? Okay, sir. When I finish up my education, you know what the nasty side of me wants to do? Make a trip to Saskatchewan, to that university, and stick it in their face. Would that be like Jesus? 
No. Can I do that? No, I can't. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm being accountable to you and I'm asking you to help me. Okay, okay. Can I do that? No, I cannot. Will I do that? No. If I did that, would that embarrass you? Yes. Come on, role play this thing with me. Yes. If I'm a servant of the Lord and God has changed my life from way back there, you know, way back there before you ever, way back there, okay? <laughs> I have no business nor right to either make a trip to Saskatchewan or send them a mail or put it out on Twitter, Snapchat, and all that other nonsense. Right? I'm not going to do a thing. But you know what my flesh wants to do? Stick it in their face. Are, am I lying to you? I'm not lying to you. We all want to do that. When somebody burns us, we want to make sure we burn them back, don't we? But you know what I've done? I've used it as motivation. Under the, I could stop preaching right here. That's why I'm not lingering. I've used it as motivation, listen, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit to keep it going. You got that? You know what I just passed on to you? The same thing. When people tell you you can't, you don't have to say one word. You show them that you can because who's on the inside? Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You got that? Say this with me this morning. I will not linger. I want the whole house to say it this morning. I will not linger over the past. All right. Give the Lord praise. Hosea 11.7, just about this whole thing about lingering. I want you to go after people that are lingering. Their eternal destiny is on the I'm not going to be my grandfather this morning. Man, when my grandfather went out in the garden, he stayed out there forever. I'm in the garden right now spiritually, but I don't want to have you here forever. But I do want you to get this. There are people that are lingering out there. For God's sake, please go help them. I'll join you. Hosea 11.7 And my people are bent to backsliding from me. Wow. Have you ever heard the statement, hell bent? We all have. Man, that person's hell bent. That's what that verse is saying. One more verse. Jeremiah 3.22 Return, faithless people. I will cure you of backsliding. Church, talk to me. Who can cure me of lingering? That's it. Not your mama, not your daddy, not your boyfriend, not your girlfriend, not a coach, not an article. Who can cure you from lingering? Only God. Turn to him. Talk to him. Straight up. Just talk to him. Father, I apologize. I've been hell-bent on doing this, whatever, and I'm going to make it. I'm going to let people. Lord, cure me. <laughs> okay. Hey, check this out. Billy Sunday. Ooh, what a, he was a baseball player. He was also a drunk at one time, and then God got him. <laughs> Watch out when God gets you. I hope you really know what you said this morning when you sang, Use Me. Cross people always say that. Always will say. I've been to the cross. I see how bad it was. And you've cleansed me and created a new heart in me. God, use me. Billy Sunday, the backslider likes the preaching that wouldn't hit the side of a house. While the real disciple is delighted when the truth brings him to his knees. Amen. Okay. 
Last one. I want you to be looking and listening. Not running, not, not, no, no, no. Just look and listen for somebody that's lingering. Hey, you all right? Hey, you okay? Everything all right? Okay, can I talk to you? Can I, can I come back to you for a second? No, 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 no. He knows I'm talking to you, but he can't see my eyes because, you know, they're kind of weird anyway. I'm coming back. I'm coming back. And he might be saying, I'm not going to come back. That's all right. I'll come find you. <sighs> How you doing? Good, sir. Doing okay? Yeah. I'm not picking on you. You shouldn't be. It's just you and me. I want to ask you a question. Were you sitting out front, out front of these doors this morning? Yes, I was. Okay, good job right there. Um, did I take time out just to come sit by you? Did I raise hell with you or try to, you know, jam on you or anything like that? No, sir. Okay, I'm just checking on that. Where are you right now? Inside. Oh, you're, say it again? Inside the church. Uh-huh. Where does God want all of us? Inside. Yep. Just say inside. Inside. Because you're an awesome teacher. <laughs> yep, that's where God wants us. God wants us on the inside, right? I'm really proud of you. And you know what? I want you to do what I did this morning. I want you to go out into the communities I want you to look, I want you to listen for anybody that's lingering. See what you can do for them. Okay, it could be a meal. It, it could be something totally different than what I did this morning. You just be you. You know why? Because the first time I met you, a couple weeks ago, the Holy Spirit said I put a lot of stuff on him, on the inside. Give the Lord praise in this house. Here's the other principle, and then we're done. And I'm really trusting that you will go out as a leader, as a leader, as a leader, as a leader, looking and listening. Here's the other one. Look and listen, not only for those that are lingering, but look and listen for those that are leaving. Leaving their job because they're disgruntled. Dare I say anything about college football? You, let, let, me, let me break this down. You start that process, where does that process stop? Let me explain to you. Can I talk to you? I bet you won't be up here next Sunday, will you? You're going, thank God he's not coming back to me. Can I talk to you? You sure? Can I break it down real? Totally? Okay. When I was uh, in Saskatchewan, they don't know much about basketball. Cut the, cut the tape right there. They're phenomenal in soccer and all of that, but not basketball. So that made me a starter on the, on the college basketball team because they didn't have great athletes, right? Can I just talk to you? But I had a piss-poor attitude. Guess where I ended up? From a starter, guess where I went? I do. I went to the bench. Last person on the bench. Whose fault was that? It was me. Question. Ask me this question. Hey, coach. Did you quit? Never. I didn't quit. I just lost a lot of playing time. Whose fault? It's my fault. I want to encourage you to do something for me, please. Life is not easy. Life is tough. It's really tough. But if you start this thing called quitting, and you're going to go here, and then you're going to go there, and then you go... 
When does that stop? And where does that lead you? Just food for thought. Stay in the garden. Give the Lord praise, please. Turn to someone and say, maybe before 12. <laughs> We're almost there. I, I, all I'm doing right now is sowing. I, I'm not putting anyone down at the college level, but I'm telling you, we are hurting the next generation because we are teaching them, if you don't get your way, just move on. Man, there's times when you're not going to get your way. And you're just going to have to hunker down. Hunker down. I, I'm sorry, I'm not a bulldog. For a bulldog fight. For anybody that likes the Georgia Bulldogs, that's for you. But there are times when you just flat have to hunker down. Can you imagine if our military said, man, all hell's coming against us. Man, we're, we're about to get blown out of here. We're... Pat Tillman didn't do that. He played in the Rose Bowl. He played in the pros. He left pro football to go serve our country. There are times when you can't quit. There are times when you don't throw in the towel. And you don't walk away. You stay in that sucker. And you win. One verse. <laughs> really, Lord, that one? Yeah, but if you knew what I knew, <laughs> you know I'm right. <laughs> I'm never wrong. Here's the verse as we get ready to close. <laughs> Lord, I love you. Proverbs 14, 12. Listen to it. There's a way that appears to be right. But in the end, it leads to death. I'd rather be wrong and walk in life than to say I'm right and end up dead. That, that's Proverbs 14, 12. Let me read it again. Because you know that. I don't care, man. I'm leaving. Man, I'm out of there. Man, I'm out of this relationship. Man, I'm quitting my job. Man, if I don't get to be the starter, bump it. It may sound right. It may look right. But let me give you the verse again. There is a way that appears to be right. But in the end, it leads to death. Whew. I would rather be wrong and have life than to be right in my own head and end up dying or creating death around my life. So I want you to look and listen. I want you to look and listen. Hope that video's ready. I want you to look and listen for those that are lingering. And I want you to look and listen this week for those who are thinking about leaving. I'm out of here. Where are you going? I don't know. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Carl Lentz, I close with this quote. And it's 1151. Give your pastor a round of applause. He quit. Oh, he stopped. <laughs> here you go. I was playing. And you don't have to give me any ovation. The word of the Lord has been delivered. Listen to this quote, please. You know you're hearing from God when you don't walk away with facts but you walk away with faith. God has given to us this morning faith in his word. God has given to us in this house faith in his word. There's a new program that's coming out. It's already out. It's a powerful program about looking and listening on our campuses, in our communities, in our organizations to see what we can do to help young people and adults who are struggling with mental things or they're thinking about exiting stage right, stage left, stage up, stage down. 
And I want you to watch this video so that you'll understand this is not a religious ceremony. This was not a religious moment. This wasn't a church moment. This is about God's kingdom and how he is trying to equip us as gardeners to go out into the highways and byways and rescue those who are lingering and who are leaving. They were all L's this morning, and I don't know how you could walk out going, I don't know anything that Pastor talked about. Leaders, look and listen for those that are lingering and then also those that are leaving. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Forward Church Online. At Forward, we believe that God speaks to each one of us individually, directing our lives and giving us focus. It is our desire that you would experience Christ and pursue His purpose for your life. One of the easiest ways to draw close to God is by connecting with the local church. Get started today by visiting myforwardchurch.org to find out all the ways that you can give, serve, and grow.